0: The world will be watching. The Men's World Cup kicks off Sunday. The U.S. soccer team is there, and the Canadian national team made it back for the first time since 1986. But this cup won't be without controversy. The 2022 World Cup is held in Qatar, a Middle Eastern nation with a troubling record. Charges were made that Qatar essentially paid its way into hosting the tournament. Though cleared, most say corruption bought them the tournament. An army of foreign workers built stadiums, hotels, even a new city. The Guardian newspaper reports thousands of those underpaid laborers died in the heat. Still, the World Cup is the biggest single sporting event in history. The last Super Bowl was seen by 208 million people, but the last World Cup final was watched by 1.1 billion. As impressive as those numbers are, Christians are pilgrims waiting for the return of our Savior, and every eye will see Him come. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a two-week-long series called our pilgrim life. A few years ago, a national panic was set off by a simple mistake. Many people were simply enjoying their vacation in Hawaii when the entire country of the United States got an emergency alert sent to their phones. Nuclear bomb threat in Hawaii. Now I can't imagine the terror that struck. Immediate questions, who sent it? Why? Am I going to die soon? Stories coming out of Hawaii confirmed It was sheer panic. People hiding in their houses, running for cover, calling their loved ones, saying goodbye. They thought this was it. And then a second message. Apologies. The nuclear threat message was a mistake sent as it was a test of a new system. Calm. The post-traumatic response was likely different for everyone, but I remember many people sighing with relief as I spoke with them later, just happy it wasn't true. In the midst of threats like that, it's comforting to know you were safe. I remember during real threats like hurricanes in Florida or wildfires in California, friends and family were posting on social media, telling others they were safe. A little check that lets you know your loved ones were okay. And in many ways, I think salvation is a lot like that. Not a fake threat, but a real salvation. Really being marked safe. I think that's what Peter was trying to tell us in 1 Peter 3, 18 through 22. We're going to look at that passage in a moment. And being in Christ means being marked safe from judgment and from sin. But what does that have to do with baptism? Stay with me as we think about the pilgrim life and remember Christ who is not only our salvation, but he is also our ark. A week from today, many of us will be in the hustle and bustle of Black Friday. Can you believe it? The Christmas shopping season will have descended officially. But before you get pulled into this deal or that deal, let me share something with you that's the real deal. It's called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2, and it comes as a boxed set in a cloth-covered, stamped gold-lettering keepsake slipcover. I say it's the real deal because these are books that'll give the children in your life a gospel legacy. They're based on John Bunyan's classic stories, but adapted with easy-to-read words and brilliant illustrations. And I love how the author, Tyler Van Haltren, includes questions and a devotional summary at the end of each chapter. Both young and old will treasure this set that leads to Jesus. Plus, if you order this boxed set today, shipping is free and will include a free code to download the audio versions of the books. Call us after the program at eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven That's eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven And as I've been reminding you, go to our website, Watch the video that Tyler and I shot in England as we walked in Bunyan's footsteps and make your gift at haventoday.org haventoday.org Now, let's open the program with a song by Sanctus Real. I've been a million places I've
1: seen a million things But there's nothing that compares to Being a child of the king There's been high There's been loads through it all, this I know I am a child of the King Hallelujah Safe in our Father's arms. Oh, oh, oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're safe in our Father's arms. Safe in our Father's arms. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Our final day in a program series, Our Pilgrim Life. I'm Charles Morris. Sanctus Real, opening the program with Safe in My Father's Arms. I'm Charles Morris. The Apostle Peter didn't have social media, of course, but if he did, he might have marked himself as safe from God's coming judgment. I think that's what he's getting at when he writes in 1 Peter three, eighteen 18-22. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you as well. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Now, there's a lot going on in that passage I just read. I shared it with you yesterday as well. Angels and imprisoned spirits and baptism. What does it all mean? Well, I think at the very bottom, we can say that Peter is telling us that salvation in Christ means we are marked safe from death, marked safe from hopelessness. The world we live in is a brutal world. No way around it. Injustice, corruption, sin. It's all deeply embedded in almost everything we participate in. But salvation, that marks us safe. And what do I mean by that? Well, think about the parallel that Peter is using. Noah's Ark and us. Noah and his family went into that Ark. And then God sent a flood over the entire world. Inside the Ark, they were safe and they were not harmed. And something we miss when we read this story is a little line out of Genesis 7. God shut them in. Noah built the Ark. He brought his family in all eight of them, but God locked the door. And that means God brought them through the water safely and to salvation and a new world on the other side. Now think about that. We didn't go into a giant boat, but in Christ we are marked safe from the judgment of the Lord. In Christ we are marked safe from the overwhelming power of sin. In Christ we are brought to safety. Noah and his family were saved through the water, so too we are saved through this world. Yet just as the ark was in the water, we remain in the world, marked safe. But there's a key difference. God has not locked the door this time. Instead, the doors are wide open. We are marked safe, and the Lord says to us, "'Go therefore into all this world.'" discipling all nations. We are called to extend the invitation to everyone, to tell them that they are in danger, and to call them to enter the boat with us. And of course, our boat is Jesus, the one who can carry us to safety. The door is unlocked, but what about baptism? There's a little scene right at the end of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey that shows a little of what I'm talking about. It comes in chapter 10, right as a few of the travelers are crossing what was called the River of Death into the King's City. Listen up.
2: And now, dear pilgrims, Evangelist said, I've come to the end of my journey. My toilsome days are ended. I'm going now to see the head that was crowned with thorns and the face that was spit upon for me. I've lived by faith, but now I go where I shall live by sight. But I shall be with the king and delight in his company. "'I wish we could go with you now,' cried Mercy. "'Soon, and very soon,' Evangelist said. "'You'll be with the king. "'But the king hasn't called you home just yet.' "'I, too, am going to my king's house,' Great Heart said. "'The children were shocked. "'But what will we do without you?' Jude said. "'You've been our guide through all our troubles.' My journey has been full of difficulties, Great Heart said, but the king has been faithful through them all. He'll be faithful also to you. Great Heart looked at Jude and Eli. Imitate me as I have imitated the king's son. My marks and scars are a witness that I've fought the good fight. I've kept the faith, I've finished the race, and now the king will give me a crown of righteousness. Great Heart guided Evangelist into the water. The waters roared and foamed around them, but did not touch them. Great Heart called out, O death, where is your sting? As they stepped in deeper, Evangelist said, O grave, where is your victory? And so Christiana, Evangelist and Great Heart entered the gates of the celestial city. Words fall short of describing the joys that awaited them there. The king called out to them, Come up here, beloved pilgrims. Come and drink from the waters of life. Come and feast at my table. Come and find rest for your souls. Christiana beheld the king in all his glory. As she looked on him, she was transformed. The king clothed her in garments of gold that shone like the sun. He placed an imperishable crown upon her head. The king called out to Christiana, "'Welcome in, beloved daughter. Come and see all that I've prepared for you.' Jude, Eli, and Mercy stood at the shore and heard a chorus of angels celebrating with great joy. Their hearts burned within them as they saw the gates open, They longed more than ever to be with the king. I've seen only a glimpse of the city, Eli said, yet I would trade everything in the world to be welcomed there. Our journey was filled with danger and difficulty, Mercy said, but now I see that all our troubles were preparing us for a glory that far outweighs them all. One day the king will call us home, Jude said. For now, let us resolve to be faithful to the king to the very end.
0: An excerpt from Little Pilgrim's Big Journey here on this haven today. Great heart and evangelist walked through the water and they were kept safe through it all. I think that was what Peter meant when he said that baptism saves. He says very clearly and even more clearly if you're reading it in the Greek, baptism now saves you. What does he mean? Well, I don't think he means that getting dunked or sprinkled or however you were baptized is what saves you. Remember the words of John the Baptist? I baptize with water, but he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. There's something important in water baptism, but only because it points to something more important, a baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, I don't think Peter is talking about water baptism saving you. I think he is speaking figuratively. What happens in baptism? We're identified as a member of the Lord's family. Baptism today is what circumcision was for the people of Israel. It was the marker that we belong. Sometimes we make baptism something it isn't. We think we need to be perfect or pure to be baptized. So we wait. But if you belong to the Lord, then baptism simply marks you out as a part of his family. In other words, baptism is a way of getting in the boat. It marks you as safe. Baptism saves the way, stepping on the ark, not because it's sufficient in itself, but because of what the Lord did in it. The Lord locked the door for Noah and his family, And the Lord is the one who confirms that a baptized person is safe. And of course, not everyone who is baptized is truly saved. That's the sad truth. Some people choose to get off the boat. If baptism by itself saved, then it wouldn't really matter if they were on the boat or off the boat. But baptism is a symbol, a sign, that points to something more significant. And at the same time, Baptism does something. It welcomes you into the family. It essentially marks you with the Lord's name. And that means it gives you the privileges that belong to the people of God. You get to enjoy his word, his covenant, the Lord's supper. Baptism saves in the way getting on the boat saved. It takes you out of the world and into a community of faith. But it points you and us to something greater the baptism of the Spirit. Christ went through the wrath of the Lord on the cross, and he carried us with him. And when he rose from the dead, he ensured that all his people would conquer death as well. But it didn't end there. He ascended into heaven, and from there he sent his Spirit. Do you remember what happened in Acts 2? The Spirit came down with tongues of fire. John the Baptist's words, baptism with the Spirit and with fire. The Spirit came down and opened their hearts and mouths to proclaim His excellencies to those around. So baptism welcomes us in, but the Spirit sends us out. So we aren't rescued from the world to just isolate ourselves and we aren't sent out into the world just to blend in and disappear. But we move in the world as safe, saved from sin and safe from the guilt of sin. So we can speak to others and show them the love of Christ. We have a clear conscience or we can in Christ. And more than that, Peter goes on to say that the Lord did all this as an example for us in our salvation. We can turn outward to serve our neighbors without fear. We can love them no matter what their views are that may differ from ours. And we can go out of our way to ensure they get what they need the most. And that's love. And that's the love that Christ saved us for. All rooted and grounded in his abundant love for us. So I better ask you, are you on the boat? By faith in Christ, you can get in. Mark yourself safe and then move out in the power of the Spirit to love the Lord and to serve others, just as Christ did for us. He lovingly calls us to imitate Him. His grace rescues us and keeps us safe all the way to the end.
3: Safe in the arms of Jesus, hope for the comfortless, there by His love for shade. Sweetly my soul shall rest Hark, tis the voice of angels Born in a song to me Over the fields of glory Over the jasper sea Safe in the arms of Jesus Where Free from care Safe from the world's temptations Sin cannot harm me there Free from the blight of sorrow Free from my doubts and fears Only a few more trials Only a few more tears Safe, safe arms of Jesus, safe, I'm safe, safe, safe safe in the arms of Jesus, I'm safe. my refuge blood he has shed for me firm on the rock of ages ever my trust shall be here let me wait with patience wait till the night is on wait till the sea the morning bring on the golden shore Safe, safe, safe in the arms of Jesus. Safe, I'm safe. Safe, safe, safe in the arms of Jesus. I'm safe.
0: Michael O'Brien from outside Nashville with his daughter Megan, safe in the arms of Jesus here on this haven today. I want to say thank you to so many who, over the past two weeks, have made a generous gift to the ministry and asked for the combination set of Little Pilgrims Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2. And as I've been suggesting, This boxed set will make a perfect Christmas present for the kids as well as others in your life. Elton made a large Christmas gift to Haven and asked for us to send it to a loved one with a note, please don't open until Christmas. Rodney in Pennsylvania made another generous gift and asked for a copy for himself, but he also asked us to ship two more to family in other states. Rodney and Elton, thanks for your support. I know your loved ones will enjoy these books this Christmas and for years to come. What I love about these adaptations of Bunyan's epic tales is that it'll help everyone who reads it, young and old alike, to understand the story better and to see the importance of putting our faith in Jesus today. And if you'd like to ship it to a loved one like Rodney and Elton did, just give us their name and address and the shipping is free. And remember... We also have another bonus. This boxed set comes with a free code to download the audio versions of both books. So why don't you call us right now? Ask for Little Pilgrims, Big Journey 1 and 2 and make your gift to the ministry at eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven eight hundred sixty-five haven Or go online, watch the video we shot in Bunyan's hometown and surrounding area and make your gift for one or more sets at haventoday.org That's haventoday.org And if you already received part one from us last year we have part two by itself if you ask. I'm Charles Morris Thanks for joining me Won't you come back again next time when together we'll share the great story It's All About Jesus here on Haven Today For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Nothing lasts forever. I heard that again and again as a child. The birthday balloon will lose its helium, the puppy will grow out of its constant playfulness, the new car will become run down, and the new car smell will barely make it off the lot. We are used to things growing and changing, often for the worse. But we can rely on our God, the one who never changes. Remember what the Apostle Paul said about him at the end of Romans 11? After explaining the Lord's gracious salvation in Jesus Christ, Paul couldn't help but praise God. For from Him and through Him and for Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. May that be our shout of praise today. Get started with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.